Good morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Braz. Monica is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. And later this morning, we'll talk about the BBB Scam Tracker Canadian Risk Report. This morning, our guests will be talking about food. Hmm. Quartermaster Natural Foods Inc. has been part of London's Wortley Village for nearly 30 years, and we'll be talking to Tim McMillan. As we move into March, we know that spring and the growing season is just around the corner. For our first guest, though, the growing season is all year long. Tom Page is the co-owner of Ontario Growers Supply, a business that helps you grow plants indoors. Welcome to Ask BBB, Tom. Well, thank you for inviting me today, Monica and Jim. So, Tom, today, Saturday, March 6th, is CD Saturday. Tell us a bit about that and how it's taking place. A little different uh, this year, rather than have everybody at the Carling Heights Optimus Centre, the London Middlesex Master Gardeners are hosting CD Saturday in a virtual fashion. They're going to have a series of speakers. I believe there's three or four speakers that people can uh, log in through the London Middlesex Master Gardeners uh, website. So people just Google that and then they'll see the list of speakers. We'll be talking about sustainable gardening and uh, growing in uh, weird spaces and trying to encourage uh, natural plants and plants that are germane to this area. Uh, also, uh, through their website, we'll have a list of vendors and uh, nonprofit organizations that focus on gardening uh, to help people start their spring gardening. So this is where, uh, where our business help is trying to get people to get a head start on their spring planting and, and trying to get unique things, uh, unique plants started early so we can get a jump start on the season. Uh, so, so what are some of the things we'll need if we want to uh, do that jump start or get that jump start? Well, other than the seeds, which are, uh, as many people know, are getting harder to obtain uh, in 2020 and 2021. So there seems to be a surge and a demand for uh, seeds for people to start their own uh, garden. Uh, but other than that, the most important thing is uh, lighting and a good uh, warm environment to start uh, seeds or cuttings. Uh, again, lighting being the most key, but not so much uh, plant nutrients and stuff like that. A lot of people think if they're growing little tomato seedlings or cucumbers and they have these little short plants that they have to throw a lot of fertilizer at them. And that's probably the biggest mistake is over fertilizing and also over watering young plants. Well, young plants are just like little puppies or kittens. They have to be given smaller portions of water and food when they're younger, right? We don't give a baby a pizza the first day it's here, right? We build it up. <laughs> so same thing with plants. We have to slowly introduce them to a harsher environment and also to more and more water and more food. But the biggest thing uh, to prevent your plants from getting out of control is if you, especially if you start them too early, like this time of year, like right in March, is uh, having good lighting. And in the last five to 10 years, LED lighting has really taken off as the go-to for plant uh, growth. We also sell a full range of soils and dirts and growing mediums and propagation supplies, uh, plastic trays and lids and domes. And uh, using a lid or a dome on top of a propagation tray is also very important. And the reason for that is it just, uh, tends to encourage uh, humidity to rise. That causes seedlings to grow a little bit faster and for new seeds to pop. Have you experienced an increased demand for indoor garden supplies during this time when people are staying at home? Yes, yep. So last spring, uh, huge demands from, and ironically, all ages. So everything from young families up to 
seniors, uh, so people just staying at home. People now are taking the time to learn about their food security and what goes into growing our food. I mean, it's always been in the back of our mind and you know, people are worried about the long-term effects and also the nutritional quality of the food. So for example, a potato that we eat now that we buy at uh, the grocery store has one fiftieth of the nutritional content that uh, a potato would have had in the forties. So basically we have to eat that much more to get the same nutrition that our uh, parents and grandparents were getting. So people are finding this out and, and most people know nutrition is tied to good health and everything else and longevity and our uh, physical and mental well-being. So, uh, yeah, I'm finding a lot of people in general are turning to trying to get better foods, whether they go and buy uh, more nutritional uh, food or grow it themselves. So, Tom, let's talk a little bit about composting because many are familiar with it over the past few years. And um, it can be really something positive for gardens to have that sort of nutrients added to them. Your website has instructions for compost tea. What is compost tea? Yeah, basically, it's a uh, compost on steroids, so <laughs> it's super punch. So basically, you take a, like for a simple home, you'd make five gallons worth of compost tea. So you take like a really good handful or a pound or two of compost from your composter. You take that uh, pound of compost, put it into a filter bag. What I use is nylons, so women's nylons. You throw uh, your ingredients in there, tie that to the pail handle, and then fill the pail up with water and then actually brew that water and make a tea. And the way they do that is with an aquarium air pump. So they take an aquarium air pump and attach an air stone and put it into the pail that has the water in the bag of your compost in it, and they brew it. They just bubble it for 24 hours. It doesn't have to be warmed up or anything. It's at room temperature. But what, the, what happens is, is the oxygen that the air pump is providing is stripping and separating the good stuff from the compost and making it suspended into the water. So, for example, if there was an alfalfa pellet or a banana peel in your compost that's holding really good uh, positive microbes for gardening or just nutrients, period, the air helps to strip it away and make it more bioavailable or more available in the water. So what happens is instead of having like just a pound of compost, now we have five gallons worth of this compost tea solution that can be either foliar sprayed on the leaves or just added to the soil. And what those uh, microbes do is feed and uh, encourage microbial activity in the soil. So it's feeding a whole host of organisms, a whole bunch of uh, bacteria, fungi, nematodes, little parasites, etc. And as they eat, poop, and die, they're uh, releasing nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium into the soil, which are useful uh, nutrients for plants. So it's a natural way to fertilize uh, our gardens and our lawns, etc. Well, Tom, you've really provided a lot of information here. And if people want to get connected, this is a good day to do it, CD Saturday. Uh, they can follow some of the instructions you gave earlier to uh, go on and uh, attend and get some more information, or they could contact you. And we want to thank you for your time here this morning. Well, thanks, Jim and Monica. I appreciate it. Tom Page is the co-owner of Ontario Growers Supply an accredited business with the Better Business Bureau with an A-plus rating. Check them out on the BBB directory at bbb.org. Next, what qualifies a food or a vitamin as natural? Naturally, we'll have the answer after the break.
Welcome back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan here with co-host Monica Braz, the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. As we mentioned in the opening of today's Ask BBB show, Quartermaster Natural Foods, Inc. has been a part of London's Wortley Village for 30 years. We are pleased to welcome Tim McMillan, co-owner, as our guest this morning. Thanks for Zooming in today, Tim. Thanks for having me, guys. So, Tim, let's talk a little bit about natural foods. What really qualifies a food as natural? Well, I've done a little bit of thinking about this just recently since we decided we were doing this Zoom call. And, um, you know, back in the day when Quartermaster first got his footing, which was, quite honestly, Monica, almost 40 years ago now, natural really had... um, a more relevant uh, terminology and what we were doing as far as the, you know, the earthiness of the business, the cleanliness of the foodstuffs people were looking for. Um, I think if you were to fast forward now to 2021, that word for us and our business is probably morphed from natural to uh, what really it means to be organic these days. A lot of the big players in mainstream natural has become kind of a, a common word, which is used in a lot of different um, avenues. And so for us, originally, it was an important term, but I think it's become almost more uh, that what does it mean to be organic uh, in our lifestyle these days? So food, we look, we want perhaps to look for the label organic uh, a little more. Besides food products, Tim, you carry vitamins and uh, cosmetics. What what sort of standards uh, are set for these products? Well, we have always remained steadfast in supporting companies that have followed our values as a business as well. So that means the integrity of the company and how they support their supply chain, the quality of their ingredients, whether or not the products they're supporting are peer reviewed on the health and beauty or cosmetic side, making sure that they're cruelty free, that they're uh, free of uh, ingredients, which, which may be things such as hormone disruptors or scents, which may be troublesome to some women on the cosmetic side. So really it's about the efficacy of the ingredients, making sure that we're providing uh, products which are of the highest quality, peer reviewed, and certainly, you know, sensitive on the cosmetic side to somebody's well-being. So Tim, you know, you, in addition to food, cosmetics, vitamins, you also have a lot of books that you carry. And I would say probably one of the greatest assets you also have are your staff who are very knowledgeable. You know, do you have any recommendations for people who are considering, you know, changing their food choices, maybe uh, adjusting their diet a little bit more? We know some people are being in environmentally conscious and trying to maybe, um, you know, reduce their meat consumption. So do you have any recommendations for people who are trying to change their diet and what's, you know, easy ways that they can incorporate new things without it being so overwhelming? Certainly, you know, that's where um, I think our staff, you hit on that, our staff come into play. Uh, It's very important when you come into our building that we're able to have uh, a conversation, if you will, Uh, about what kind of things somebody is looking at changing, whether or not, uh, you know, they've been to their doctor and, um, you know, they're needing to uh, have some weight loss uh, come into play or whether or not their blood pressure or cholesterol is is high. And so there's a lot of, uh, especially with COVID, people have been looking uh, inward and looking at how they can improve their quality of life. And when they come in the door, uh, it's really important for us uh, from our staff viewpoint to have those conversations so we can steer them towards uh, foodstuffs, which may be more sympathetic to them making a lifestyle change. Do you have any physicians who uh, work with you and consult with you at all, Tim? Um, 
Jim, we have uh, a number of naturopaths that are in the village uh, close to quartermasters. So we certainly um, recommend if somebody has uh, an issue beyond the scope that we're able to deal with at the retail level, that they certainly reach out and consult uh, um, a few of those people. Uh, we also do uh, have a little bit of a relationship with LHSC um, where they would have physicians there that are looking at uh, suggesting uh, a patient look at a particular entity which we may carry on our shelves. Um, they may reach out to us to look for, um, see if we have that particular product on our shelf and if it's the dosage they're looking for. But um, so certainly, yes, we, we certainly work more in the natural community, but we do have a relationship with some practitioners um, in the, on the medical side. And so, you know, Tim, when we think about a health food store, sometimes we just literally think about, you know, bottles and powders, but your location offers, you know, organic produce, whether it's fresh, whether it's frozen, you also have prepared meals that are ready to go for consumers to take home. You have a frozen section. I know because I spend a lot of time in this grocery location. <laughs> and so, you know, when you think about the changes, especially over the last year, have you seen any, any trends maybe that people are looking for um, and being more conscientious of the choices that they're making and, um, and, and the products that they're looking for? Have you seen any like different trends maybe over the last year? Certainly, I think as people have been uh, forced to be uh, homebodies uh, and spending a lot more time uh, looking after uh, their family and what foodstuffs they're, they're consuming, we've certainly seen uh, uh, certainly a growing trend to people uh, doing their own baking, certainly cooking more at home as opposed to buying uh, prepared um, you know, in the box meals from the grocery store. Uh, so that's where uh, we've seen quite an increase in our organic produce section. A lot of our bulk grains and flours and most certainly our vegan uh, vegetarian kitchen where we do prepared um, uh, takeouts, as you know. So, um, you know, not everybody is capable of being able to uh, create their own dish at home. And that's where that's come in. And uh, many years ago with produce being a, um, you know, an area at the store where we have lost, it was an avenue for us to be able to kick that upstairs and use it in uh, our dishes so that, uh, you know, we can uh, mitigate some of that. But certainly, I think people have been uh, looking more inward in far as how they can foster, um, you know, creating a better lifestyle for themselves in their own home. And that's where the products we have on our shelves come in so that they can create their own dishes and, uh, and so on. Well, Tim, we want to thank you for taking time to share some thoughts with us. And you've given us a lot of uh, food for thought or thoughts of food. And we want to thank you for taking time this morning. Well, I very much appreciate you having me here. Tim McMillan is the co-owner of Quartermaster Natural Foods, Inc. Look for them in the BBB directory. Quartermaster Natural Foods, Inc. has been accredited by the BBB since 1985. When we return, a look at the BBB Scam Tracker Canadian Risk Report. And we're back with more. I'm Jim Swan with co-host Monica Braz, who is the Director of Marketing and Strategic Initiatives with BBB Serving Western Ontario. On Monday of this week, BBB Across Canada released the 2020 BBB Scam Tracker Risk Report. It is pretty possible that our listeners have seen or heard about this over the past week, either on mainstream radio, television and newspapers, or on Facebook as well as social media. So let's just go over some of the highlights of the report, Monica. 
Well, online purchase scams were close to the top of the scam list for this past year again. The pandemic pushed us to use online purchases much more. 43% of people reporting to scam trackers said that they spent more time online and 57% said that they purchased more online because of the pandemic. So with with that increase in online participation, was there a related increase in the scams then? Well, there was an increase in susceptibility. So of the people who reported a scam through Scam Tracker, 46% reported a financial loss, almost one in two reports. However, the good news is, is that the median dollar loss was down from 2019. In 2019, the median dollar loss was $315. And now in 2020, it was 205. So the average or median amount lost by individuals was less, but more of the people lost money. Yes. And before we look at the scams that were the highest in the risk index, I just want to explain a little bit about how the BBB arrives at the risk index number. So it's not literally just a list of what were the top reported scams, but the first factor we consider is the exposure. That's the number of reports of a particular scam as a percentage. And then the next factor is the monetary loss. So what was the median average amount lost? And the third factor is susceptibility. So of the people who were exposed to the scam, what percentage actually lost money to that scam? So exposure times the monetary loss times susceptibility gives us our risk factor. Okay, we've ingested all of that, Monica. What, what were the riskiest scams in this past year, 2020? Well, first on the list was advanced fee loans. It ranked highest in risk because it involved the highest median dollar loss. So even though only a little over 6% of those reported scams reported an advanced fee loan scam, 71% of those lost money and the median amount being the highest at $1,400. Whoa, yeah. So you mentioned online purchases earlier. What did that rank on the risk index? So online purchases was number two. In this case, the median amount lost was $116, but far more people were exposed at 33.7% of reports, and even more of those reporting lost money at 75%. So the riskiest type of online purchase scam was actually pet and pet supply scams, which is not really a surprise considering all of the news that we've had and coverage on pets and, and pet scams lately. Was there anything missing that was on the 2019 risk report? Yes, and it actually makes sense that it was the not there. So travel, vacation, and timeshare scams were absent from this top 10 list in 2020. And, you know, when we think about it, Canadians really limited and were restricted in their travel. And so it seems to match what we've all been experiencing over the last year. Any other notes or surprises? Romance scams didn't make the riskiest list because not as many people reported this type of scam in 2020, but it was number three in 2019. But that doesn't mean those scams aren't still out there. Absolutely. They are still out there. The whole reason BBB issues the risk report is to really help people become more aware of the scams that are costing people a lot of money. The risk report is compiled from reports that are submitted to BBB Scam Tracker. So we encourage anyone who's been exposed to a scam, whether you lost money or not, report it. This helps everyone to be aware of scams that are circulating in your area. 
I know there's a lot more information in the 2020 risk report. It concludes with 10 tips to avoid scams. And top among those tips is never send money to someone who you've never met face to face. And if you're making a purchase online, make sure the website is secure and that you have researched it first through BBB.org. And if you want to go over the full BBB Scam Tracker Canadian Risk Report, you'll find it at BBB.org. And as always, before we sign off, we want to remind listeners that there are many ways to keep people up to date on various business topics. One of our recent initiatives is our monthly power chats with professionals who provide services to business and to individuals. The most recent was a discussion on SEO for small businesses and five takeaways to rank on Google in 2021. You can find the link to watch that presentation on our YouTube channel. And you can contact us anytime on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at BBBWesternONT. And if you have a question or a guest suggestion, tweet us at hashtag AskBBB. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jim Swan. And I'm Monica Brands. Remember, Ask BBB. And start with trust.